Hello, welcome to the first episode of Good Grief, a frank conversation about mourning. On this episode, I will be introducing myself and shedding light on my experience within the grief landscape. Let's get going. Grief can be tough to tackle. It's such a simple statement, but it's true. It affects us in many different ways that you may not even realize. Maybe you've just broken up with your longtime partner over irreconcilable differences, or maybe you've had to put down a pet due to old age or sudden illness. Maybe your best friend just moved away to go to college. These are just some of the examples of losses that can have serious consequences on our mental health. This podcast was made to tackle those uncomfortable feelings and try to understand through other people's experiences that we're not alone. We can and we will move forward while also recognizing the loss and its effects on our lives. The biggest reason I've started this podcast is because I'm still navigating through my own grief. The anchor of my life, my mother, died of a brain tumor last December. The tumor was located near the control center of her brain, so she had a hard time coming up with words. It was particularly hard because I felt so helpless. My family did everything they could to help her. My dad was taking her to chemotherapy appointments and providing as much emotional support as he could. And no matter how hard we tried, there was ultimately nothing we could do. It just sort of happened. And that is tough to wrap my head around. Some days I just don't feel anything, and others I feel the weight of the world on my shoulders. Grief cycles in and out, but never fully goes away. It's always lingering in the back of my mind. There's no one who understands my grief better than my older brother, Aaron Sider. We have both had to deal with the loss while continuing our post-secondary studies. He is a second-year Bachelor of Arts student at UOttawa, studying French as a second language, and he joins me for a sit-down interview. I welcome my brother Aaron to the studio. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. So I wanted to kind of start off with uh, your personal experience after she has passed. Um, in what ways specifically do you think uh, our mother's death has affected you and your life? Um, I think one thing that sounds petty, but and and kind of sounds minor if you haven't experienced it yourself, is the lack of that support and... Um, even it, it, I'll be honest, the lack of that praise, um, yeah. you know, whenever you do something good or have an accomplishment, like you do good on a test or, you know, you get that job you were looking for, or, you know, it, that sort of thing. It's hard not to have her support in that and her saying, oh, that's amazing. That's great. Yeah. It's, you know, I'm sure a lot of people take that for granted. Um, and I'm, I know that I did, but it makes it a lot harder to be excited to achieve things, um, without that knowing that she would like be proud and that I would get that in the end. Well, I think it really did mean a lot coming from her because not only was she our mother, but she had accomplished a lot in her life and her professional life specifically. I mean, like she became a cashier at Value Village in 2000 and by 2010, she was doing special projects for the company and, uh, you know, 
re revitalizing internal systems in the company and i think it was you know it meant a lot coming from her because really she faced a lot of obstacles along the way but she never gave up she was never someone to give up and uh if it, it was encouraging because if she never gave up we can't give up either because <laughs> we have to we have to perform at that high standard to kind of you know live up to her you know what i mean so i think it's very it can be very easy and very attractive for people to live for the sake of somebody else yeah um you know we could we could live, we, we could, we could do well in school and we could do well in our professional lives for her in a way yeah. or so she could like know that her kids were very successful. And yeah. so, you know, it can be difficult to adjust to living for yourself solely. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. What have you done uh, to tackle obstacles associated with your grief, like, have there any? Uh, have you done any specific strategies to kind of tackle it, to feel what you're feeling, or kind of like, uh, as we were talking about, kind of motivating yourself internally instead of uh, trying to receive the gratification of others, like we did with mom. I think that one strategy that doesn't work for me, and a lot of people have suggested, is since she's not here to say that herself why not i why don't i just imagine what she would say in these situations yeah and i get where people are coming from with this but i don't think it's that helpful um how so there's a great story um i read last year um called the boat by alistair mcleod and it's a wonderful and a wonderfully <laughs> sad story um about how the expectations of the dead can um cloud the lives of the living and in the story the protagonist's father dies and it's heavily implied that this event and the expectations that were left upon the protagonist by this figure um negatively impacted his life and you might think that you know my father wanted me to be successful do this do that would be a a boon but in fact it has made him miserable and i think it once a dead person's expectations are basically your own brain telling you you need to do better. It's not encouraging anymore. Yeah. And it's not a realistic expectation. It can very easily become, you know, mom would want me to be this, this, and this, want me to go to be perfect every day. Like it can easily become toxic because yeah. it's not actually a person. So I, I wouldn't say that that is helpful. I think it's, I think you have to, you know, take the lessons that, you know, I, I take the lessons that she taught me and I try to apply them in my life, but I know that even if she can see me, I'm not trying, I'm not doing things in the spirit of her 
I'm not doing things because, oh, I know she would be proud of me. I have to do things so I, for my own benefit because she's not here anymore. And it's, it's hard to live for yourself. It really is. Like, that's the, that's the struggle I'm experiencing with right now is just finding the motivation to continue school, get up in the morning, like even simple tasks, like, you know, having a shower or doing the dishes like it mom was the one who kicked my ass about that crap and now that i don't have that it's just it's so much harder to find that motivation for myself and i know that you know i'm going to have to learn those skills but it still feels like i'm pretty far behind from where i should be um but you know of course there are resources out there like therapy and uh you know online mental health chat forms where where other people can share their experience and can help with that but it's still a work in progress still a work in progress i'd say absolutely it's it's very challenging to change how you live your life there's well there's so many there's like you know it seems to come easy on social media when it's like how to change your life in five simple steps or whatever. But it <laughs> like when it comes down to it, it is I, I think a lot of people know this, but it's so much harder than it looks. I think the the thing that got me the most is that I had to change my life. Yeah, um, I couldn't go back to the person I once was before she passed. And I really tried to cling on to the way that I was beforehand, but it wasn't working at all. You can never be that person anymore. But I think, and I think the the motto you have to go by with these sorts of things is, you know, rebuild and not repair. Yeah. You can build yourself back up again, but you can't have the expectation that you'll be the same. It's like clinging on to any stage in life. You can't stay the person you were at 20 years old forever. You can't stay the person you are at 15 years old forever. Your viewpoints will constantly be changing. And it's easy to associate your own grief and depression with who you are, but that's not the case. And it's important to understand that who you are is not just how you're feeling. What advice would you give to anyone who has lost a parent at such a young age like we did? There's nothing that, there's no one thing that will make it easier. The thing that's helped me the most is being honest with myself. And I do that by expressing myself creatively. I enjoy writing. I write almost every day. Um, whether that be journaling or creative writing. And that has allowed me to not shy away from these feelings. The The grief that you feel and the, lo- the hole that was left by a person can never truly be filled in the same way. You know, it's like fitting a square peg in a circular hole. But the void there will not continue to grow it will be the same size as you continue to grow so that's it's important 
to keep moving forward. And even though this loss will not go away, it will be a smaller and smaller part of yourself. Thank you for coming on, Aaron. I really appreciate it. No worries. Uh, I'll wax poetic any anytime, anywhere. <laughs> Aaron and I have some key differences in how we process our loss. He is trying his best to form his own identity and his own motivation to continue forward. I find this a lot harder because my mom was the biggest part of my identity. I think the biggest step I'm taking is talking with all of you about it. It's easier to feel what you're going through if you let it out in some way. Journaling, for example, can help vent whatever emotions you're feeling onto paper. It makes it easier to understand what you're feeling by having a written copy that you can read back. By reading it back, you get to know yourself a bit better and contextualize what you need to improve on. I'd like to offer a few words for my mom before we wrap up the show. Mom, there isn't a day that goes by where I don't think about the impact you've left on all of us. I want you to know that we will get through it together as a family. We are doing our best to incorporate your love, your curiosity, and your kindness in all facets of our lives. And I hope that this tragedy will help other people deal with what they're going through. I love you, Mom. Forever and always. Thank you for listening to the inaugural episode of Good Grief, a frank conversation about mourning. On the next episode, we'll be discussing the loss of a pet and discuss with the guest in studio about their experience with grief. If you're interested, follow me on X, or formerly known as Twitter, at TJ Sider, that is T-J-S-I-D-E-R. Be sure to visit the podcast website at goodgrief.transistor.fm and listen in on platforms like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time, and remember, time is on your side. Take care.